is the punt return with Woot and Y. And it's all proudly brought to you by Reading the Play. The place to go for the winning edge. Welcome back to the first playoff edition of the punt return. I'm Josh Wyan. I'm joined on the line by Mr. NFL. How you going, buddy? Are you excited for the playoffs? Oh, super excited, uh, Josh. And, you know, a pretty decent week last week with the numbers. Uh, yep. I thought we did pretty well and, you know, extra charge to the, the playoffs and, you know, looking through the games and really breaking them down and, you know, uh, even looking ahead to conference championship games and Super Bowl uh, uh, winners and, uh, you know, all those exotic markets. But, yeah, they're very excited, mate. And this week we get a, some excellent matchups and uh, looking forward to it. Yeah, definitely. And we'll get into... Uh, some of the futures in a second. I just want to mention last week uh, we uh, hit on our multi last week and it was a successful week after a really bad week 16. So looking at the, the numbers here, uh, you finished 9-7-1 and one on the season for the podcast. Uh, I finished at around 32-26-3, and three, about a 56% mark. Uh, Woot, who, who didn't do the last sort of five weeks, he ended up on a 60% mark. He, um, he stepped away. Uh, with work and things um, at the right time after a, a nice little win streak to put him over that 60% range. But the show as a whole, um, uh, Woot and I finished at 57.5%, and then the three of us all combined, 57% win rate. So a good return on investment there. Um, and then even our underdog plays, not the best. We, the last, six, last five weeks, it was terrible. But early on in the year, we were hitting quite well. Um, we were, ended up 14 from 34, but... Um, for a first season of the punt return, very successful. Um, so we look forward to hopefully having similar uh, success in the postseason. Yeah, look, uh, those numbers are excellent. You know, if you if you can guarantee a return, your money of, of you know that, that amount. You know, uh, you know if you're investing in the bank or whatever, you know, you, you're getting better better results here with uh, us at uh, the punt return, mate. Yeah, so, definitely. Look, yeah, it, 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 and and you have much more fun too doing it. I can guarantee yeah. you. So yeah, you, you a know, bit more, it, it, more stress at next... times as well though. <laughs> Well, yeah, yeah, I know. Those Monday mornings watching the the red zone, mate, you know, you're pulling your hair out, aren't you? But um, <laughs> but you wouldn't have it any other way. We love the game so much, and yeah. you know, we, we we love this time of year in the playoffs here. And you know, uh, I think we're gonna you know continue our success and you know cash. Yeah, definitely. And we'll we'll get your play for Wildcard Weekend in a second. But let's look ahead um, at the futures market here. Um, the Super Bowl winner. Um, we're using William Hill, the sponsors of the show last season. They've done good by us uh, uh, at Team Wooten. Why uh, they have the Patriots as the favourite at three dollars, Minnesota Vikings at five fifty, Steelers at six fifty, Saints eleven, Rams eleven, Eagles fifteen, Chiefs seventeen, Jags nineteen, Falcons twenty one, Panthers twenty six, Bills one hundred and one, Titans one hundred and one. Um, now you were telling me off air that you've you've done a little bit of bracketeering to, to try and work out. Um, based off what you project or what you think is going to happen, uh, uh, who's going to advance or go on a deep playoff run? Yeah, look, um, just looking at it, and, and, and this first week's key to, to, you know, having a looking ahead accurately, you know, and, and generally these favourites in this wildcard weekend sort of do prevail. The home home advantage is, is extremely key all the way through the playoffs. And, you know, I can see all four home teams saluting and moving through to uh, next week's uh, um uh, games divisional, and yep. yeah, the divisional games and, and 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 you'll have a matchup like you know if everything runs according to seedings and things like that you know you'll have Philly up against the Saints uh, and Mini uh, against uh, the the Rams in the NFC and 
you know, the way Philly are with the Carson not there, uh, the Saints have a great chance of winning away. Uh, I really like what Minnesota have done. Uh, mm. My biases aside to being a Vikings fan, um, <laughs> I, I think moving forward in the NFC, I, I think the Saints and, and Minnesota meet in, in the conference championship. A nice and, little uh, rematch from uh, 2009 where uh, Brett Favre and well, Brew- well, there you go. Yeah, Drew exactly Brees right. Met. So, But I, I, I guess the Vikings, I think, will have the home ground advantage there. Yeah, um, and a chance to have know, a home Super Bowl. Well, there you go. That's right. So the motivation's huge, and you know, I, I, yeah, I, getting through that bracket on the NFC side, I think many can do it. I think they can make it. I think they can make the Super Bowl, and and you and the price agrees. William Hill agrees. So you know, yep. I, I think I think if Philly had been full strength, things uh, of course it would be a lot different. Yeah, but definitely. I, I think Minnesota get their chance being the number two seed and and picking up uh, you know home ground all the all way right. through. Yeah, now, looking at the AFC uh, just, again. Just, just quickly before we yep. move to the AFC, so you, you have the Saints in the NFC Conference Finals. So they're currently five fifty uh, to win the NFC Conference. You can also get them at a price of two twenty five to reach the NFC Championship game. As well, so I think that's great value. Yeah, yeah I really some, do. Some things to consider there, based off your brackets. I I do like the Saints if they win, um, and they're going to be one of my plays this week. Spoiler alert! Um, and I do like their chances against Nick Foles as well. So I do definitely agree with you that the Saints um, have a very good chance of being in the NFC uh, Championship game. Um, yeah. So moving on to the AFC. Yeah, AFC. Yeah, the number one two seeds, uh, you know, r- rightly so, are the pa- Patriots and the uh, Steelers. Uh, yep. They get to sit back this week and watch the the wild cards. And you know, again, I think that the better teams, the higher seeds at home, get their chances to move through. That that, that being the Chiefs and the Jags, and, and with the seedings, uh, the matchups would be um, the Pats versus the uh, Chiefs and the Steelers versus the Jags um, in the divisional games. And and then then moving through the conference championship, you'll I, I still think that the home teams will prevail. The Patriots mm. and Pittsburgh will why move away from them. They're at home. Um, although uh, KC, I think, uh, stole that uh, game against Pats yeah, they, early they in the did. season. And, the Jags, and yeah. the Jags also beat the Steelers earlier this year. So it could be some revenge games for the two uh, exactly. the two top seeds, yeah. which is quite interesting. You don't normally associate that when they're playing lesser opponents, but uh, it's been a, it's a strange year. Well, when you we're looking at if I go back to a DVO a sort of rating, there's a weighted DVO statistic which you know gives credence to the last part of the season more so than the front of the front yeah. end of it, and and the Pats are actually the number one rated side. So yeah. you know, In weighted, I, yeah, I, definitely, yeah, that's right. I really feel like they will be the team from the AFC that makes the Super Bowl. I can't see how our team will get close, especially with the home ground advantage. Yeah, and they, you know, they're three bucks. And you can bet on any other team at a dollar thirty-eight. They have a New England versus the field market um, there. So if you think that they could lose to whoever they play or potentially lose to New England, that dollar thirty-eight, um, any other team to win the Super Bowl is uh, is there available for you. Yeah, so look, plenty of great markets, and you can pick and you know the eyes out of it, and really find something that's nice, you know, a nice juicy price that you really, you know, looking at all these sort of scenarios, you, you obviously you're taking a bit of uh, you know uh, latitude in, in in what you think, but you know, I think the smart ways to play the home teams, mainly through the playoffs, um, yeah, looking at lines, you know that. We've got a couple of good players up this week, and yep. you know, and again, going back to the Super Bowl, I, I think you're going to have the Pats 
you know, either matching up with Mini or, or the Saints. Um, I hope it's Minnesota, and I and I think that'll be a, an absolute fantastic Super Bowl. Being in Minnesota, the yep. Pats' hot favourites coming up the hometown team. Well, I like it. I you, think that's funny, where we're funny you say that because Covers dot com today um, tweeted out uh, potential uh, Super Bowl lines for all the different combinations. They actually have the Vikings minus one. Um, against the Patriots, if that wow. is the exact Super Bowl, that's covers dot com. They're not obviously not bookmakers, but um, that's what wow. they that they jotted down. But um, so you you have the Patriots and Vikings as your Super Bowl. That's the five dollar favorite in the Super Bowl matchup market. Um, second favorite is the Patriots and the Saints at ten dollars. If you think the Steelers can get an upset, the Steelers Vikings is eleven dollars. I think that'd be a fun matchup, or even Steelers Saints would be a fun matchup as well yeah. at twenty one dollars. I think. Though, if you were going to um, have a bet, and I do think I do think New England will just absolutely trounce it in and make the Super Bowl with ease, I do think if you are if you do want to bet on New England to win the Super Bowl, I'd rather take the four dollars fifty on Brady to be Super Bowl MVP, or Gronk at eleven dollars to be Super Bowl MVP, or Dion Lewis at twenty six dollars um, to be Super Bowl MVP. I just take um, those oh. three, and if you if you do believe vehemently that New England will absolutely just ease into the playoffs, then those three bets, I think, looking at their team and their roster, I think they're the only three players that could that could win Super Bowl MVP in my mind. Um, so uh, Dion Lewis especially is playing so, so well. Um, I think he's a good value bet um, at this point of the playoffs um, at $26. Yeah, he has been excellent. You know, they've really found their, their, their two-pronged attack there, haven't they? They're doing, not like they yep. needed any help, but... Um, yep. You know, well, he's it, kind of been they, carrying them actually the last sort of four weeks as Brady's been sort of not in great form, which is kind of uh, you kind of don't expect that at this time of the year. Yeah, I don't know whether he's running half half uh, half Gas. half rat power or whatever he's doing. They're just waiting for the playoffs to start. Yeah. But you know, he's a different animal come that come those playoffs and very focused individual. And yep. you know, I, I really hope that matchup does ensure the, the Minnesota. I'd love to see the Pats come into, into Minnesota and, and try to take it off them. And you know, I, I, I like it. I like some of these uh, long range um, prices. And you know, I might have a bit of a dabble on William Hill. Yeah, I do like the the Patriots Vikings Super Bowl for for two reasons. I did a list um, after Week 17 of sort of the biggest uh, difference makers in the playoffs or the most powerful forces in the playoffs. And the number one on my list was Bill Belichick, and number two on my list was the Vikings defense. And then I I, I think if that is what we're going to see, we, we have Bill Belichick, Brady, and McDaniel's butting heads or joining forces to overcome this Vikings defense in the Super Bowl. I think that'll be a fun matchup. So those two are the the two biggest forces in my mind in in this playoff series. So it'd be a quite a, quite a matchup if they do meet in the Super Bowl. Yeah, look, I, I, I tend to agree with you. I, I just I like what both teams bring. That and Belichick, he is a master, yeah. you know, and and Brady, they're just amazing uh, duo that have been so successful over the years. Yep. Um, I, I just would like it are a really strong challenger, you know, someone really to meet them head on. And yep. well, we uh, thought we had that last year. <laughs> yeah, that, that's right. Well, you know, I don't want, the Falcons, I don't want to talk yeah. about that game. It makes me upset. Nah, well, so upset. <laughs> let's not. I'm yeah. sure Matt Ryan doesn't want to talk about it either. No, um, that's right. Yeah, <laughs> um, yeah look, I, I just, I just like, I, I just like the whole synergy between, you know, the Vikings and, and that home Super Bowl and, yeah. um, and, and the red hot, 
Patriots coming into town. I can yeah. see a great story there. So it's, it's crazy um, that well, it's never happened before. A team having a home Super Bowl, which is uh, quite a phenomenal feat if it does happen. Yeah, look, you know, let's hope it does because I can, I can only imagine that week uh, or two weeks leading into it, it'd be oh. pandemonium. I think in in Minnesota and yep. you know a, a place that's. Uh, you know, covered in ice for most for most yeah. of the year. You really need something good to happen up there. So, you know, it's going to be exciting. Can't, yep. can't wait to this weekend. And, you know, uh, in saying that, yeah, well, we've got some plays this week, haven't we? Yeah, exactly. And why don't, uh, why don't you jump straight in now and, and, and give us uh, your first play. All the rest of your plays will be sent out um, or available on readingtheplay.com. If you are a uh, subscriber, you often get a text message as well. So um, I do suggest everyone sign up and... Um, you can you can load up on on various packages, so it's not just NFL for the next three or four weeks, but you've also got the big bash and and all sorts of stuff as well. Yeah, it's definitely right. Um, but yeah, just looking at uh, this week's games, you know, I have got a couple of ones penciled in, but the one that really stood out for me was the Rams. Um, I'm happy to take the minus six and a half where the line is at the moment. Snap it up now before it rolls over the the. Um, touchdown uh, if it goes to seven who knows I, I'm not sure whether where it will go I, if anywhere it may go to the seven but I'm happy to grab it now um, under the seven mm. just looking at the matchup um, I love what McVeigh's done with the Rams this year they're a number two rated DVO team up against the 15th and when you're comparing their offensive DVO uh, with the defense of the Falcons you've got a number six rated against the number 22nd um, same on the defensive side as well. It was slightly better. The sixth best um, defensive DVO up against the ninth uh, offensive DVO away for the Falcons. So yep. overall, those those crossover figures really sort of lend themselves toward the Rams. Um, and, and another area is the special teams, not to be forgotten. Very important. Oh. They got the second best special teams in regard to ratings against the 19th in, in the Falcons. So yeah. I feel like that's a key. Um, Definitely. That, that they cover them on all, all facets there. Um, they get the home field advantage. Um, Goff's been excellent. 28 TDs versus seven interceptions. Mm-hmm. Um, Ryan, on the flip side, is at 20 TDs with 12 interceptions. So Goff's had a stellar year and He's got great support in Gurley. I think Gurley's been fantastic. He's had some sensational numbers, and he's picked up 13 TDs on the year as well. And I, I just like the fact that they can go onto the ground and, and in the air. And, and and their defense is sensational too. You know, I think they can keep Ryan under wraps. Um, it's going to be an exciting game, but I, I just think the Rams might, might cover quite comfortably here, I think, mm. in the end. I was a little bit scared about the Falcons. I just... Cause... I know they have the potential on paper to really put it all together and and really surprise. They've they're not afraid of winning on the road either. They've done it many times. Um, so I'm not. I was I was looking at that potential play. It actually opened at four and a half, which was crazy low to me. I think six and a half is about right. I, I'm not sure if it'll get to seven, like you said. Um, but yeah, I definitely think six six and a half is probably the right line here. Yeah, it, it's. It is hard, and it is the, the Rams. When you look at them, they're kind of the most complete DVOA team. And you talk about the importance of special teams. You ask Bill Belichick how important special teams are. They won their three Super Bowls off the back of special teams. They've they've swung playoff games with long long punt returns or kickoff return touchdowns many times. New England special teams has been the uh, the game changer or the momentum changer in games. So the Rams are, are definitely. 
Um, a very good special teams team that have been for a while. Even in the Jeff Fisher era, they were they were good on special teams and um, six ranked offense, six ranked defense. And you, you mentioned Gurley, uh, the, the Falcons. They've actually uh, have had the league high uh, in allowing running back receptions in back to back years. And Gurley's been a, a receiver threat all year. So that's um, that could be a key matchup, Gurley uh, catching passes out of the backfield. I think if the Falcons do have a chance, it is if Defon- Devontae Freeman has a, or Tevin Coleman has a big game on the ground, because that's the one ex- one part where you can beat this Rams defense, it's on the ground. Yeah, their running D is being their Achilles heel. Um, yeah. I, I do I do agree with you there. And, you know, um, I think Freeman's been excellent and has supported Ryan, mm. you know, throughout the year and really a little bit banged a, up this week as well, which is a concern. Yeah, look, I, I thought last week was a huge game for him and, and it might have been a bit of a, a emotional letdown coming into this week as well. And yep. um, yeah, look, I, I just I just see a hungry team in the Rams. Oh, I, do. I know yeah, the Falcons I... are on the back of last year. Um, it's been yeah. a bit of a struggle for them just yeah. to make it to the playoffs. But I commend them on doing it. It's tough to yeah, it's tough to come back from that that heartache of that Super Bowl. So, um, if they do yeah. lose this game, and and if you if you are right and they lose it comfortably, um, they still can sort of walk away knowing that they managed to, despite struggling a little bit here and there, managed to make the uh, the postseason in a strong um, NFC is still a, a great accomplishment. Yeah, look, it really is, and you know, and, and you know, midway through the year, that question marks were all over them, you know, and then they've done excellent to to make the playoffs, and you know, after last year's heartache, you know, I, I, you got to give them compliments to to making the playoffs, but like I said, I just think it might be a spot where it just might be a, a little bit too far for them, and, and like I said, this is a hungry Rams side, yep. um, I just, I, I can just see, you know, the the resolve from the Falcons, you know, falling away. If they're, if they're not in the game or close in the last quarter or, you know, last couple of quarters, you know, it, it could be more than a couple of touchdowns. But, you know, I really think the Rams are hungry and, and ready to, you know, show up a good year and, and finish up through the playoffs, at least to, you know, the next round. Yeah, definitely. I, uh, I agree. And Sean McVay's done a great job. So, all right, well, that's your play for, for Wildcard Weekend. Um, I will... Let you go. Any final words on behalf of reading the play before I let you go? And uh, we look forward to uh, speaking to you next week about uh, the divisional round and hopefully uh, talking about our success from uh, this week. Yeah, look, um, all the normal subs are available with reading the play. You know, we've had an excellent week last week. Went three and one for plus three units. And, you know, that was a nice little finish to the regular season. Yep. You know, and, and like I said, I'll... I'll We'll have at least two or three plays, three quality plays, I'm thinking, you know, coming into this week, and that'll all be up on the weekend um, with all the analysis there. Um, like like you said, mentioned earlier, the BBL is up and running, and, and the guys have got plays, you know, left, right, and centre, you know, every day virtually. Excellent um, coverage there and analysis by the guys that are reading the play on the cricket. Um, yeah, look, excellent, you know, uh, Weeks coming up, excellent uh, games to look at next week. You know, I'm really pumped and, you know, I think we can start it off this week. And, you know, I think your listeners should come across and, you know, just sneak in for the last couple of weeks and, you know, pick up some good plays and, you know, uh, finish the season big. Definitely. Mr. NFL, good luck and uh, we'll speak next week. All right, now we'll get into my two plays for Wild Card Weekend. First weekend of the playoffs. I can't wait to get into it. 
Um, a big thanks to Mr. NFL for joining the show, and we'll pair my two plays here with his Rams minus six and a half bet for a multi after the multi lobbed last week. My first play is the under 44 and a half in the Tennessee Titans at Kansas City Chiefs match. So I think this line is a little bit too high. And just for for an example, straight off the bat, um, I did the normal Wooten Wire show uh, with my good friend RJ Ochoa um, from Blogging the Boys in ESPN San Antonio uh, on Wednesday. And we both came up with a score prediction. He had 23-10. I had 21-10. Um, so there's two right off the bat that's under that, well and truly under that 44 and a half number. Uh, but there's some good numbers in favor of all of this. Um, these teams faced each other in Arrowhead uh, in December last year. Um, you know, the, the line in that game was 43, and the Titans won that game, actually. And when I say last December, I don't mean 2017 December. I mean 2016 December, so last NFL season. Um, but the Titans won that by a score of 19 to 17. And on Saturday, we're getting a higher number to work with which is also currently above that key number of 44. Um, so I, th- I think that's providing us with uh, some solid value. And this game, you know, figures to be a, a very heavy dose of, of running the football, which should keep the clock ticking, scoreline down, and keeping the pace um, at a pretty even rate as well. So the Titans ran the ball 39 times last week, and they'll be looking to establish the run once again. Ditto for the Chiefs, who ran the ball 32 or more times in each of their past three home games. And it's also coincidentally how their offense seems to to function a lot better and more efficiently when they run the ball more and feature Kareem Hunt more. So I do think the Chiefs will do that um, under Matt Nagy, where they went away from him in the middle of the season where they had that slump, and now they're back to doing that. So including last season's result against the Titans, the Chiefs have seen 17 of their past 24 home games dip below that 44.5 number. Um, so that includes a perfect 9-0 Undermark when playing a home game with an over-under line of 42.5 to 45 range. So 9-0 in the under when it's a 42.5 to a 45 range um, for the Chiefs at home. The total has gone under in four of Tennessee's last six games on the road. And a part of the reason why the Chiefs have been so um, good as an underplay lately is their improved defense. Um, it's translated into a litany of unders um, in this betting window, and they've, they've been under in six of their last eight games, and that is due to their defense. So um, their defense has been leaky at times, but over the last month, it's generated 12 turnovers in its last four games, but it only got 14 turnovers in its previous 12 games. So that gives you a good run of underplays because you're slowing down the scoring, you're doubling up the score, and then you're grinding out those victories. And just looking at the matchup as a whole, the Titans, look, they aren't a great team, um, but when you look at the weighted DVOA, they're surprisingly close um, to the Chiefs. So you've got the minus 7% of the Titans and then a 0% for the Chiefs. So it's not too bad. And the Chiefs haven't been blown out a lot. You know, They're not a great team, but they haven't been blown out. They've been blown out just once since week four, which was at Pittsburgh. So their defense has been somewhat pretty good over the last uh, sort of six to eight weeks and keeping them in these games while their offense has really struggled. And the reason their offense has struggled, something's obviously not right with Marcus Mariota, or maybe he's just not as good as advertised. But as a result, I think the Titans' offense as a whole is very suspect. Kansas City's defense is improving. We'll see a lot of running the ball. I do think that this is a very good number, and I am confident with the play. If you can't get the 44.5 somewhere, just just get on the 44. That is the key number. Um, if it finishes on that, at least it's money back um, for you there. So I do like the under 44.5 play for the Titans' 
at the Chiefs on Sunday. All right, moving on. My next play is the New Orleans Saints, minus 6.5 versus Carolina. And uh, actually, before I do move on to that, I want to double back to this Tennessee at Kansas City game. Whoever wins this game, I can't wait to bet against next week. I've um, been saying for a while I can't wait to bet against both these teams in the playoffs. They just happen to be playing each other, so that makes it really tough. I don't really do want to really pick a line um, because it's just uh, it's too hard to, to pick against both these teams. So I thought I'll just pick against them both and, and take the under there. So um, that's kind of the reason, another reason why I'll take the under. But the Saints, minus 6.5. Versus Carolina, it's moved to seven in some places. Get on now before, it, in case it does move to that key number of seven and a half. But when looking at these these teams, you can't dismiss the two games that they've played each other. It's a great starting point when looking at this this game and 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 the avenues and angles that you want to take in this game. So you can't dismiss these two games that they've played against each other in the regular season. So the Saints have won each game by double digits. They've outscored the Panthers by a total of thirty one points, while scoring sixty five points. In those two games, the Saints, they're 5-0 and straight up in their last five home playoff games with an average win of 11.4 points, which is pretty crazy. And then the Saints, Drew Brees at home has been unbelievable in the playoffs. So no quarterback in the Super Bowl era has averaged more passing yards in the playoffs than Drew Brees. He's averaged 321.3 yards per game. Look, you need a minimum of five games to come up on this stat because we're not going to go any smaller than that with sample size. But 321.3 yards per game. And in home playoff games with the Saints, Breeze is 4-0. So he's never lost at home in a playoff game. And he's thrown 10 touchdowns and zero interceptions in those games, which is just an unbelievable feat. And he's never had a running game this good. He's never had a running game this good. The Saints ran for about 150 yards in each of their first two meetings with the Panthers. And I do trust that... Breeze can pick apart this secondary as evidenced by what he's been able to do in the playoffs before. Breeze now has 13 touchdowns and three interceptions in his last five games against Carolina. So it's it's all signs are pointing to a really good Carolina uh, Saints win against Carolina. The Saints have been outstanding at home this year. Their only loss was um, in New, obviously at home against the Pats back in week two, but that was before their defense has started to gel. That was when Adrian Peterson was still. Uh, cluttering the backfield and not paving a great way for Kamara and Ingram to work together. So it was a totally different Saints team uh, to what we've seen uh, lately and as of right now. And they're currently on a seven-game home winning streak and winning on an average of 11 points per game. So this 11 and a half, 11 points, they're all popping up um, here, double digits when they played the Saints, uh, the Panthers earlier this year. So it's all pointing to a double-digit victory um, for the Saints. So you want to some more stats here. Over the last three games, Carolina, they rank 31st in the league in net yards per play, while the Saints have ranked 7th over the last three. And then if you actually look at the season as a whole, the Saints rank 1st um, in net yards per play. So, you know, one team's trending up, one team's trending down. I'm not weighing too much into that, that Tampa Bay Buccaneers win um, last week. That was the Saints, you know, had already locked up. Well, not locked up the division, but it locked up a playoff spot. Here and uh, it was just late game heroics from Jameis Winston. The, the offense still played well, and I do think uh, the Saints should easily cover this game. They actually finished the season as the number one team in DVOA um, for Football Outsiders metrics. So they're actually uh, the number second ranked offense. Carolina has the worst unit in this game with the 17th ranked offense, and as I said, that net yards per play um, is really stinky. The only thing that could save Carolina is a a Cam MVP Cam Newton performance. He's a streaky quarterback, so he can just 
get get his confidence up with an amazing play, amazing athleticism or freak athleticism play, and then ride that momentum and energy and and and, and glide his team to victory. That's the only scenario I can see Carolina win in this game. I don't think their defense is as good as advertised, and I do think the Saints will comfortably get the victory. So they're my two plays here in Wild Card Weekend. I've gone with under 44.5, Tennessee at Kansas City. I've gone Saints minus 6.5 or minus 7 against the Panthers. And you want to multi them with Mr. NFL's minus 6.5 of the Rams at home to the Falcons, and you'll get around a, a good $7 mark. The multi last week, it did hit. Um, you can roll the dice again. It's, it's hard to ignore all four favorites here in Wild Card Weekend, but it will set up some really juicy divisional matchups next week. But... Um, there's always an upset or a scare somewhere, so uh, trying to avoid picking all the favorites this week, I do think there's a good chance that a, a team may cover, um, whether that's Tennessee or Buffalo, because the totals are, are really short and the lines are quite long. That gives a Tennessee or Buffalo a chance of covering the spread there. Um, I definitely think not all favorites will cover here on Wildcard Weekend. But that covers our uh, first playoff episode of the punt return. I hope you enjoyed all the uh, playoff futures talk, Mr. NFL's chat, and then my two players. Good luck in the playoffs. Hopefully we have similar or better success here uh, than the regular season, and we look forward to previewing divisional round next week. This has been the punt return. Don't forget to check out readingtheplay.com to get the winning edge on all sports and racing. You can also check out all bets mentioned on today's podcast online at wootandwide.com. And make sure to follow each of the boys on Twitter at This Is Woot and at JYNFL. Or you can follow the podcast at Woot and Wide. And as always, gamble responsibly.